the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the show. Uh, our show, our philosophy is all about saving money and building up wealth. And we, we've got a lot to talk about here on the show today. As always, things are, are changing at an extraordinarily rapid pace, and we're here to keep you up. There's a number of ways you can participate. You can uh, listen to the show live. You can actually go to the web, AM 1070, uh, KNTH's 1070's website, then hit the Listen Live button, and you can listen anywhere in the world. You can also catch our podcast, which are on the, the station, uh, put up typically uh, after the weekend, and also we have a Sunday show now at 3 o'clock. In addition, you can go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, that's maxoutsavings.com, and sign up for the free Max Out Savings Report. So we got a lot of ways to participate in the show. We've got a lot of listeners, and so we just want to get going. So what, you know, as I said, our, our, our modern philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. It, it, and we had some numbers here early in the week, uh, up to 40, the, the number was about 36%, 35% of the people out there said their biggest regret with the coronavirus was not saving enough emergency money. And and you really should have about six weeks of uh, six months of, of savings in the bank in cash. Now, look, if, if you're short on money, I'd almost rather you see you put it in the 401k plan with the idea that maybe in emergency you pull some out uh, with retirement, but you should have at least a month or so or two months in cash. And then maybe if you're just starting out and you want to kind of really build up your savings, you know, you can still work with your with your 401k. What they've done for the coronavirus emergency is you can take up to $100,000 out of your 401k plan. But look, these are very tough times out there. And so you don't want to go through your savings because you don't know how long this is going to go on. And, and if you're in a tough situation, you've lost your job, the best thing to do is cut expenses as much as possible just to the bone and really try not to go through any savings at all. Uh, but, but, but again, 36, it, surprisingly, <laughs> it, was, it was actually – that number was much higher. It was much higher than, uh, th- than the number of people that biggest regret was not having stable income or something. It, 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 this is badly the you know this, this is the biggest emergency we've had since World War II. You know we've been talking about this since we compared it to World War II back in January. Nobody believed it. They didn't even understand what we were talking about. You know we were pointing out that you know everyone was talking about this was just a, a bad flu. I mean we talked to a lot of people, a lot of experts even said that, and, and we said no, it's not. This is very dangerous. This, this virus is extremely contagious. We, we talked about the R naught factor of over three before even anyone even knew what an R naught factor was, and just kind of we I went and looked at a lot of stuff in comparisons, and 
in, in, in the other flus out there. And I listened to what, and I watched what the Chinese said. I mean, sometimes it's better to, you know, one of the things that I, I think in the world today, there's so much spin going on and so much fake news. It, 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 you're better off watching what people do, not what they say. In, in the Chinese, you know, weren't saying a whole lot, but they've shut down 80% of their manufacturing capacity. And we talked about that on the show. We talked about the dangers to the supply chain, something actually we've been talking about years before this with China. But we said, look, there must be a problem. And so, so here we are in the greatest crisis since World War II. Government spending is spiraling out of control. Uh, $2.3 trillion uh, emergency stimulus. They're talking about another trillion dollars. They were talking about another trillion, and it suddenly went up to $2 trillion. We could see, you know, the budget deficit could go 15 to 20% of GDP. Last time we saw that was World War II. And so I think we've been really pretty much on point with a lot of stuff we've been talking about throughout this virus. I think we've been ahead of most people because we really want to get you there. I mean, this is why we write the Max Out Savings Report to understand it. Uh, Federal Reserve, you know, we talked three trillion, almost three, they got just up to three trillion dollars is what they've put into the system they have effectively monetized uh, a good portion of the of, of the uh, federal debt this year and so they're pr- that's they're printing money to try to keep this all going and this is this is going to be you know, inflationary over time I mean so there's going to be a lot of ramifications for this and 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 we have to prepare for it with retirement and so you know where do we go we, we we've got the coronavirus out there. Uh, clearly, this was, uh, you know, the more research we've done on this, a couple a couple thoughts going forward. I had a lot of talks with people on this, on the virus, and, uh, and it really is, it, it, the thing that comes out with, with people that have really done some work on this, this is a very nasty virus. That, keep, that gets repeated a lot to me. And and I think, at, 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 and I think it's also pretty contagious. It, the and it's also deadly. So, what? A couple thoughts. Which look, I think you know, wear a mask if you go outside. I mean, sometimes I forget, but now there's a requirement. <laughs> you know, you got to have it on. But wear a mask, wash your hands, use the use the uh, hand sanitizer, and that's that, look. That's going to reduce a lot of it. We, I had a big discussion on this. Uh, the mask. They're like Ted. Look, if you wear a mask, you reduce your your uh, ability to transmit this thing probably by about eighty percent. But then, if the other person wears a mask, there's a further reduction. So you can knock this and seven R not factor, which is how much this how. It's simply, if I get the virus, how many people do I give it to? If it's over three, that means I'm giving it to three people. This thing goes up exponentially, which is what we see. But if I'm wearing a mask and the other person's wearing it, that R not factor goes under one, and this thing really starts going away. I, I think the problem we have is, is I, I think with younger people, I think they they're tired of being at home. They you know they also realize that quite frankly, it it, it doesn't it's not really deadly to them. I mean, so if they get it, it's going to be probably pretty mild. And they're like, hey, so you got to get. I mean, I think things like the bars closing the bars. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. What we want to do is, as we said in January, well, February, early February, mid-February, we said we've just got to drag this thing out, drag it out the longer we get. This is what you have to keep in mind. Every day you put off getting the coronavirus, they get – so if I can put off like two weeks from, from February, if I got this, they didn't know what to do. I could have been on a ventilator. The ventilator would have likely killed me. But every month that we hold off, they get better and better and better at treating this. You know, I, I still think, you know, if you get this, you, you go with the hydroquinine and, and, the, uh, and the zinc. I don't care what these people say. I, I, everything I've looked at, I mean, a lot of people really think that works and it's cheap. And then you've got remitivir as well in, in some of these other drugs. But but every month we're getting better at this. So the longer you hold off getting it, the less likely it's going to be bad for you because we're going to be so much better at treating it. That's all we're trying to do is drag this thing out. I think we've been pretty successful. I think the reopening on this thing 
has gone somewhat badly because people, particularly young people, view this as no big deal, and that's a mistake. And so going forward, I mean, maybe we get the vaccine. By the way, the vaccine, again, have had more talks on that. I think you've got to be very careful with the vaccine because you don't know what the alternatives are. The best vaccine would be the uh, I think it's the AstraZeneca vaccine. It's the vaccine where they're making the antibodies. Now, some of the newer vaccines, what they're doing is, is they're actually coming in and, and putting something that, that makes your cell make the antibodies. You said, well, Ted, that's really good because the cell makes the antibodies, which means I'm protected. Here's the problem. What else is that the instructions they've given that cell going to make? And they really don't know the answer to that. So, so if you can, the better vaccine would be the natural, the, the AstraZeneca vaccine versus some of the other vaccines. So we'll have to kind of see on that. We'll keep you informed. Oh, by the way, oh, my God. I have seen a lot in this world, but the most ridiculous thing I actually saw recently or heard was Melinda Gates talking about talking about the vaccine uh, and, and what her strategy is? I still can't believe she actually said this. Is this is Melinda Gates, the wife of the richest person on the planet? I, I, I don't think I think he's even ahead if you really look at versus uh, versus Jeff Bezos. And she said, once we get the vaccine, the health care workers are going to get the vaccine worth. Then you've got to start a tire system based on countries and populations. Here in the United States, it's going to be the black people that should get it first, many indigenous people as well with underlying symptoms, and then the elderly people. You know, uh, it's, last time I heard this was Mary Antoinette with Let Them Eat Brioche, or actually Let Me eat cake. She was talking about brioche bread. But honestly, who put her in charge of basically saying all the Hispanic and white and Asian people have to wait at the back of the line to get the virus? I mean, who put her in charge of the planet? It, it, I've got two 90-year-old parents. They probably could get, should get the vaccine before, before this program that she set up. I mean, it's just this you wonder why we have race problems in this country. It's tough like this where people try to just say something to make themselves sound good. And, and it's just, it's just complete. Absolute. That is basically the very definition of racism. You're going to give the vaccine out based on the color of their skin. This is Melinda Gates who, who's of the, of the bill and Melinda Gates foundation. Okay. These people are worth the richest people on the planet, and they're doing this type of stuff. I mean, I what do you do in this? I mean, you hear about this elite class out there that are just completely, uh, you know, oblivious to the whole world. I mean, she is just the poster child for this. I mean, I, I just I just could not believe that she would say something like this. So instead of people of the people that have are at risk, older people that could die, she's making it based on the color of their skin. She should really reread Martin Luther King, where it's it's the it's the content of the of your character, not the color of their of their skin. It's just unbelievable. So, but this this shows you the type of things we're dealing with. It's just very tough thing. I look. I think this vaccine, quite frankly, is this thing is probably late this year or next, I, I promise you, I won't be the first person in line to take that vaccine because there's a lot of negative things that come off these vaccines, and particularly an experimental type of vaccine. And, and so this is just something to think about. But again, astonishing comments from uh, Melinda Gates, uh, Bill Gates's wife. She's actually on the board of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I mean, that we're not talking about a stay-at-home wife that doesn't know anything. I mean, this is just astonishing. But so, so look, the virus is starting to come back. So where are we? The virus is—it's not really—it's not really a second wave, but it's it's moving across the country. Uh, we, we a lot of people, as much as uh, came from other parts of the country into Texas and Florida, and now they're spreading the virus and it's spreading around. 
Again, what we're looking at is a World War II situation. We still have to reopen the economy. We've got to get the economy going. We've got to get companies – we've got small businesses and companies reopened. Yeah, it's hey, this is really great for big companies who are operating on the Internet, and it's no problem for them. And then they can figure out ways to cut workers some more. But for smaller companies, it's a struggle. It's a struggle to grow. They can continue to operate you know, for a while spread out, but eventually they got to get back together and keep the company going. And so in the longer people are laid off or unemployed, the more, the less statistically less likely they're going to get back into the workforce. So we've got to restart the economy. And how you look at this is you don't look at it like, look, hey, oh my God, we got to shut the economy down again. We can't reshut the economy. Again, what we said since this crisis, before it even got into the United States, we said this is like World War II. You've got to fight it like World War II, which means you've got to make sacrifices. You've got to keep the economy going. And even if you're being bombed every day, you still got to show up for work and you got to be in there because you've got to do your part to get the economy going, get people employed and to save the United States and save people's future. And this is it requires sacrifice across the board. And, and, and so this is – I mean, if you look at it like that, this is a, a tough thing. And if everybody washes their hands, uses stuff, if everybody wears masks, we get through this. We continue to get better and better and better at treating it, and we move through this. And within a year, within probably by the end of – probably by March of next year, this thing is going to be going away, uh, if not sooner. But but for now, we've got to battle through this in basically staying at home and doing nothing. Look, we, we've seen what happened. We shut the economy down, and then the minute we reopened partially, we had all these protests and stuff, and people were tired of being cooped up at home, and it's just become a complete disaster. People have got to get back to work, and the United States has got to get back to work for for the good of the country, not for the good economic growth, but for the good of the people of the country so we have economic growth, we we can provide for the people in this country. We cannot keep doling out checks to everyone, where it's going to lead to a massive inflation, and this is going to reduce everybody's standard of living. Something to think about. Tell you what, we're up here against the break. Uh, I've actually gone over a little bit. Uh, if you got any questions or comments, give us a call seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. A lot of things happening in these markets. What's going on down seven hundred points? Yeah, uh, Friday. We'll be talking about that right after this quick break on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. 
schydraulics.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to Max Out Saving Show. Talking saving, savings investments in your retirement. We're trying to talk at all. Uh, the, uh, you know, so where do we go? For, okay, we had a question. Go ahead. Good morning. Uh, yes, uh, Ted, you had mentioned earlier about the uh, your comments about uh, Melinda Gates or whatever, and uh, yeah, I, I, I think people need to look up the World Economic Forum because this so-called organization, which has been around for many decades, is comprised of nothing but billionaires, heads of state, probably George Soros. I mean, you name it, they're all in there. And for the life of me, I don't know who has given these people the authority or whatever to decide the fate of everybody in the world as to how all these countries and people should live. Uh, it, it, it's it's almost, you know, I don't know, you know, I mean, obviously all these people are influential, they have money, but for some reason... People just seem to just cow down to to, to these org these, this organization, and whether it's climate yeah. change or whatever they want to dream up, uh, there's an agenda, and they seem to be pushing that sort of stuff. So it's just something that people ought to ought to look at the World Economic Forum, the WEF. Just look into it and see exactly what this organization is all about, and I think people would be really surprised and shocked. The reason why I'm calling was to ask you, uh, with respect to, to the current situation, uh, what, uh, if by chance uh, Mr. Biden were to win the election, uh, with respect to the tax rates that we currently have, do you think, because I believe, if I remember correctly, a couple of years ago, I think Nancy Pelosi made the comment that these Trump tax cuts would go out the window. Uh, now, I guess we've spent about... I'm guessing four or five trillion dollars, maybe, uh, or maybe it'll be five or six by the time all these other things go in to to, to pay for the for the virus thing. But do you think that we would go back to pre-Trump tax levels as far as taxes go, or do you think it would actually go even higher if 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 let's say Mr. Biden won the presidency? What are your thoughts on that? On corporate taxes, I think they're definitely going up. I don't think they'll go up to the old highs, but I do think they're going to go up. Uh, you know, I, I think actually in both parties, I mean, uh, corporate America has really hurt themselves. Uh, you know, they've alienated a lot of people uh, with the – they got tax cuts, and rather than moving factories and rebuilding the United States, they, they went on a stock buyback program and bought back nearly a trillion dollars worth of stock. And, and, and so I, I think, you know, that boosted the stock prices and they got their bonuses. I, I think they've really hurt themselves with the American people. So I think tax rates for corporations will definitely go up under Biden. For what do you think about the individual uh, taxes? Do you okay, think the individual, I think they're going to go up. I tell you what, I think where they're going to go up and could go even higher than anticipated is for the wealthier in the country. I, you know, I, 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 I think right now it's people are just not happy out there. And then when they see Melinda Gates doing this type of stuff, it makes them even more suspicious. And, uh, you know, I think the taxes will definitely go up under the Democrats. And I don't think that's well understood. And what could also be endangered, it could be capital gains tax. I'm suspecting will also go up. Right. And so, uh, you know, and this later this year, people think that's going to happen. It's going to lead to more selling of assets to take advantage of the lower tax rates. Yeah, I, I still think Trump's going to win. By the way, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just putting that hypothetical out there because I think people need to, need to think about that. I, I, I think it's just, it's just another, another thing to consider. Oh no, 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 no look, this is, this is, good, this is a good uh, question. This is one of the reasons why this market started selling off. I mean, the, the polls really started jumping up for Biden, and, and for the first time, money managers out there really had to confront a. Uh, the idea of, of a possible Biden presidency. And, and I, I tell you what, it, it, it's even worse. I mean, you look at some of the things they're doing. They want to have Washington, D.C., the 51st state. 
Uh, you know, they're talking reparations. They're talking the end of the oil and gas sector. They're talking radical environmental ideas, tax increase. I mean, it, it, really, the, the Democrats of old look like hardcore conservatives compared to these people. And, and, and what, what I really fear is there's a lot of very genuine socialists in this group, and they're going to push through socialist policies. and It's not going to be good. Right, and and I think if you have an electorate that is not well versed in in history and in politics, and don't typically take an active interest in following this stuff or current events, uh, it's a recipe for a real. I mean, I, you know, I I really feel for the young people who are trying to get off, you know, trying to you know start their careers and all and i just think a lot of them better be paying a close attention to this because if they don't they they're going to reach a point on overturn and they're going to say my my goodness what did we do here you know we've been hoodwinked or whatever and now we've fallen into this thing and we'll, we and our kids and kids will be paying for it for the rest of our lives i think it's something that the really people need to Need to really think. Oh, I, no, absolutely. Uh, look, I had somebody tell me that, you know, one of their next door neighbors from Venezuela and, and was watching all this rioting and said that's how it began in Venezuela. No, it, this is not a good situation. Thanks for yeah. the call. Thanks. Uh, but I, uh, to, to the point, I, I think this is the real concern there. Uh, we had another caller? Okay, we're good. Uh, the, the, uh, we're operating remotely here today. Uh, the, uh, I mean, this is what we're dealing with is just a tough – this is going to be the toughest political fight. You know, uh, you know, I heard Gingrich said since Abraham Lincoln. That's 160 years ago. It, I, it, I mean, make no mistake about it. I mean, th- th- this Democratic Party is not your parents' Democratic Party or grandparents. This is a radical group of socialists in, who have a social ag- agenda. I mean, welcome to the revolution. This, you know, this is a revolution. I mean, you heard what AOC said. You know, she won big, and she says you can't buy a revolution. They think they have a revolution. They're tearing down the statues just like they do. All socialists, when the socialists and communists take over, the first thing they do is tear the statues down. And look, this isn't the, this isn't the black people you know, African-Americans tearing down. This is Antifa tearing the statues down. But, you know, they've been somewhat, the protests have been co-opted by these people. Understand. I mean, everybody agrees with, you know, this travesty, you know, this horrific situation with George Floyd and the need to change things. Everyone is complete agreement on that in this country. No, this movement has been co-opted by radicals. And it's just going to be a tough situation. Look, the market down 700 points this week. Uh, you know, it just uh, looking at the charts, a couple things. Uh, it it appears to be breaking down. I mean, it, the S and P 500 closed Friday underneath underneath the 200-day uh, moving average. Huge volume, by the way. Uh, it was it was very very large volume, which you know I'm kind of surprised it even held up when it did. I, I think there was some buying on some of the tech sector uh, out there, uh, it, but but what the market's looking at is they're looking at a possible Biden win. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think the Republicans and Donald Trump are going to come back, and uh, I think we're going, to, we're going to see this thing move forward. But they're confronting that. They're confronting a second wave and possible shutdowns. Disney was going to open, and now they've put that off. And this is Apple shutting down down stores. And, and, and so we're going back to where we were. At the same time, you've got you've got slowing growth rate in general. I mean, I'm looking at the most recent IMF projections that came out a couple of days ago for world economic growth. They're projecting real rate negative eight percent projection for 2020 in the United States. The euro area is down 10 percent. Uh, even emerging markets, uh, Latin America, uh, Mexico down 10 percent, Brazil down nine percent. Uh, you know, across the board, the the one country is is one percent growth with with China. I don't believe that for a second. I, everybody knows the numbers coming out of China are complete BS, and their export markets are being badly hurt. Uh, they had a twenty, they eighty percent of their factories were shut down for two months. I don't know where they're coming up with one percent there, but but these are bad numbers. I mean, eight ten percent. Uh, GDP drop in uh, in Europe is, is a huge problem, 
and other countries don't have the money to put in, into the economy like we have with, with the big stimulus programs. So I think the markets are detecting that. I, I think they're very high. And looking at the valuations, this is a problem you're running into. Valuations are at an all-time high. If you look at a at an enterprise EBITDA, they're near record highs or close to 1999 levels. If you look at price to sales, it's the same thing. Uh, price to sales might even be a little higher. That's the 1999 levels. And we could run through a number of other charts as well. And I think personally, I think coming into this, most companies were over earning. I think they, I think they, they, they reduced costs too much. They're going to have to start moving factories back. They've got higher coronavirus expenses. There's a lot of pressure on them to sit there and do more. So I think I think margins are at, at, at the all-time peak. They put huge amounts of, of debt onto these companies, record corporate debt level. If, if you talk to the experts out there, they'll say, look, where's the problem in the world? And they all say corporate debt. And then government debt and, and lesser is people have started to reduce that. Corporations have borrowed as much as they can to boost their return on equities. And so these, these return on equities, these profits are at all-time highs in, in January – so we have all-time highs, ratios, and valuations. The only comparisons are 1999 and 1929. At the same time, you know, to quote uh, actually the IMF, uh, where was it? Uh, to quote the IMF study, it, higher than usual uncertainties in the outlook. I mean, that's the understatement of the year. This is the most uncertain outlook, analysts, Half the company, I would 40% of the companies have pulled guidance, so they don't even know what the guidance is. They're not sure what's going to happen. We don't know what the virus is going to do. Okay, we don't know. We're looking at at 13% unemployment. They're expecting unemployment to be close to 10% by year end, and we have sky high valuations in the market. And, and why why is that? Two reasons. Number one is the Federal Reserve has flooded the system with money, so we're getting a false idea of a false pricing system in the market. And that's a very dangerous thing. And the second thing that's happened, it's actually a positive is, and this goes back to something that I think it was Charles on our, our call was talking about the young people. One of the more bullish things out there is young people are jumping in the markets. They're starting to invest in the markets. They can buy fractional shares. And when we, we reduce the commit, you don't pay commissions or pay almost no commissions in stocks. So they're buying and selling a lot more that we're creating a whole new generation of investors. Now, maybe, you know, some of the stocks they're investing in, it's going to end badly. But look, they're learning to invest. They're learning to make money. They're learning to do other things with their money. And, 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 and so you're, we're bringing in another generation. What triggered it? Well, two things, the, 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 no in, the, the, the no fees, okay, the people being stuck at home, and also a drop in valuations where young people intuitively sense that, hey, there's value in the market. I'm going to take advantage of that. Now it's gotten expensive again. So that's the good news. But overall, the, the, the stock prices have been pushed up to record levels. This really reminds me of 68 uh, in that 69. You had the Nifty 50, you had Xerox, you had Kodak, you had uh, McDonald's. IBM, everyone was in those stocks, and it was all going crazy. Then it led to inflation. And so I think we're going to see inflation coming up in here. I, and uh, I tell you what, we're coming up here on a quick break, but, but I do think we're going to see – we're going to talk about that afterwards and where do we go uh, from here. But in the interim, you can always give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show or go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for our free report if you need some help on retirement. Uh, you can request an appointment with me there on the website. So it's maxoutsavings.com here in Houston, Texas, and we'll be right back at this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. 
South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Welcome back to the Max Health Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement uh, here on the show. Uh, the National Economic, uh, the Bureau of Economic Research did a, uh, they, they did a big study. And one of the things recently, this is just over the last couple of months, uh, and, and it, they, they basically are working with a group of about eighty to 90,000 people. The number of people that want to retire went up about 6.8% or or they're or they're planning to retire rather than return to work. And, and I think that's an interesting statistic. It, and you want to make sure if you're coming up in retirement or thinking retirement, uh, get with someone that knows the, that knows the uh, business, that knows planning, that can help you determine whether you have the ability to retire or not. And, and I, I think that's important because the last thing you want to do is decide to retire. And then after you've sat down and looked at then retired, you go, oh, my gosh, I don't have enough money to retire. And so this is a big thing. Uh, and, and also, this is something we discussed a lot on the show, but make sure if you're planning to retire, make sure you have something you want to do when you retire. I mean, just sitting around the house all day is not the best retirement. Okay, so we'll get just a second. And so make sure you have a plan. So if you need some help, uh, let get talk to you. Can give us a call. We'll take a look at your situation, uh, you know, or other people too. But but before you think things out, you know, make sure it's the right thing to do because it, it, things are tough. And don't don't hurry anything along in here. Take some time with it when it comes to the decision to retire. So you had a question for us? Yes. Good morning, Ted. Morning. Uh, yeah, you're talking about taxes raised a question in my mind, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think I've heard you in the past express some concern about Roths. Uh, you know, there's a lot of money sitting out there in Roths, and yeah. I'm thinking you had expressed some concern at some point the government, uh, you know, may want to go after that, and, uh, you know, as far as a tax strategy, uh, what I've been doing, actually, since I retired, is every year actually doing Roth conversions, uh, trying to get money out of the traditional IRA into a Roth. And certainly now, after the tax cuts, that's, uh, I guess I look at it as even more important. But uh, I guess my question is, hey, do you really feel that that's a concern? Uh, obviously, if the Democrats get in there, you know, it's open season and uh, you know, they've thrown out a lot of crazy ideas. I have not seen anything about the Raw. So what, what's your thought on that? You know, I, I tell you what, this is an interesting question. What, what I, with the Roth is, you don't get, when you put the money in, you don't get the deduction, the tax deduction like you do a regular IRA, but then it grows tax-free and you take the money out. 
What, what I fear is in the future, if they get desperate for taxes, they'll put some special surcharges or something on Roth. Now, the, the one good thing about the Roth is you can take all the money out of the Roth at that point in time if you start getting nervous about that. Uh, and, and so it does give you some flexibility. But that, that's the one thing I caution people on in general is, is that with the Roth, I mean, everyone – look, the way, the way we're spending money and the way our debts are going to go up – you're going to see a bigger and bigger need for taxes in, in some of these pools of money, the Roth, the foundations is the other big one out there. They're going to start going after some of these things. I, it concerns me. But you can take it out and then eliminate the problem with the Roth. Yeah, well, I'm thinking like strategy right now. Do you think it's a good – I don't know what you're recommending for your clients, but do you think uh, yeah, it's a I, I think strategy you to try it, to convert it, into a Roth, or are we kind of shooting ourselves in the foot uh, or, or what? Because I am concerned you know, down the road when I have to take RMDs. Uh, you know, the money from the traditional IRA. Look, I think you can get away with it for now, but just keep that in the back of your mind. I, I, anytime anyone wants to convert to a Roth, I never try. I, I tell them that I try not to dissuade them, but this is why we've not actively pushed for everybody to do that, because I do think sometime in the future that could happen. And my thinking is I'll just let them, since I'm not it costs money to do the Roth conversion because you have to pay taxes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, take the tax yeah. hit now so, rather than later. Sure. Yeah. So so the so the deal is let the bigger amount of money grow. Now, having said that, this time where a lot of people have their 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 they've lost their job or they're furloughed or they're not making a lot of money right now, it, now would be the time to do that if you want to do something like that. Okay. Well, very good. Thanks for the yeah, insight. The ideal time is if the market if, if if the market goes way down and asset prices get cheap, then you do the conversion at that point. That's the ideal time. But yeah, uh, I've actually watched it that when the market took a hit, I actually did some conversions. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's the perfect time to do it. So, yeah. but 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 just keep that in the back of your mind. That is possible, and you have to. And by the way, I want to emphasize: there's been no talk of that out there at all yet. Okay, well, that, you know, you're always kind of ahead of the game. That's why I'm always curious to get your insight because, uh, you know, if the Democrats get in there, I think it is all bets are off, and you may start to hear it then. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a concern. And I tell you what, the Republicans are going to be under pressure to sit there and do some stuff too, and that's so, you know, but I still I think Trump's going to win. Well, we ho- we're hoping. Okay, well, thanks so much. Okay, thank you. I think Republicans are the win. And by the way, I think Trump is going to, is going to be there unless he decides not to be there. Uh, but uh, I see no indication of that. So things look good. Uh, so uh, anyway, a lot of people looking to retire. Check it out ahead of time. Another thing I wanted to just touch base. Oh, we have another question to the Max Out Saving Show. You had a question for us? Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, Chad. Yeah. Um, I'm 73 years old. I have a traditional IRA with Vanguard. I'm still working for another employer, which I have a 401k plan. Now I would now I have to pay taxes on that RMD out of my traditional IRA every year. But someone yeah. told me I can do a 1035 exchange and move that traditional IRA from Vanguard into my employer's 401k, and I don't have to take the RMD out of that. So my first question is: Is that correct? Over. Ah, uh, you if your employer allows you to put the old uh, IRA back in there, you're gonna have to check. A lot of employers don't. It is possible in some cases on that. And the other thing you need to think about on that too is this year there is no RMD that's been waived because of the coronavirus crisis. Uh, but give me a call. Go to our website. Get the number. Give me a call on Monday, and I'll just kind of – that's a little more complicated transaction, and I want to kind of confirm exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah Ted, just, just another quick question. What about if I have a SEP IRA from another employer that I had a long time ago that I have to take an R, RMD out of also? Can I move that SEP IRA that I have with Vanguard into my current employer's 401K, or is that the same kind of situation with my traditional IRA? Over. Yeah, I'm not as sure on the SEP. That's a good question. The SEP is a little bit different. Uh, I'll have to check in on that. All right. That's All right, a, copy call on me that. Monday. And I'll look it up, and you, you know, I'll look it up and help you. I'll be happy to help you out on that uh, and get you an answer because that's actually a good right. question. That's kind of stumped me, so I want to get an answer for it. All right. Thanks a lot, Ted. Thank you. Okay. Good. Good question. 
and what he's talking about is in 401ks, if you're still working, they, they, some that you don't have the. In some cases, they don't have the uh, the uh, RMD with it, so it's a way to avoid the RMD. But again, one point to remember for for, for 2020. They've waived the RMD requirement, so there's no required dis, uh, minimum distribution for 2020. What a couple of things I want to touch on real quickly: buying a car versus leasing a car. Uh, this is something. There's a lot of p- people looking around to do things now. I, I wanted to just give you some my, uh, my thoughts on it. Is if 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 you lease a car, you've got lower payments. You've got you have a shorter time with the car. You can get a newer car and in, 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 in flip it over from time to time. Uh, if you own the car, it, it tends to be a little cheaper over the long term. This is the typically if if you don't use a car very much and don't put much mileage on it, leasing is oftentimes better. Also, you the technology is changing quite a bit in these cars now, and, and, and so. By leasing, you can trade the car in every three years and get a newer car. The the uh, the situation, but you typically have mileage limits on cars, and then once you go above the limits, it gets a lot more expensive. Now, Houston is is what's known as a car town. It's one of the best car towns in the country. We sell a lot of cars because everybody drives all over the place. Typically, when I buy a car, we we'll hold the car for. We just replaced the car just because it was like it, literally it was. I'm embarrassed to say. I, I want to say it was like ten years old. No, it was it was over. It was ten years old. Finally, we had to go get the new car. We had over two hundred thousand miles on the car, and, and and so we got our money's worth for the car. So it doesn't make sense to lease. Uh, a, a few thoughts for 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 older people, for retirees, uh, the you. Typically, you should own. A lot of retirees don't drive very much, and so they could probably lease too. But but if you sort of buy the car, then you can hold the car for ten years or more and not have any not have any car payments, and so you can eliminate the car payments. So it, it's kind of six one half a dozen the other. If if you think you're not going to be driving for very long, maybe lease the car. Uh, older people tend to drive less, so there's an advantage. Uh, but there's also an advantage if you, you know, as you come up to retirement, you buy the car, and then you don't have to buy a new one until you're 75. But remember, technology is changing. Within another year or two, they're going to be virtually self-driving. There's also going to be an electric car generation coming up. And so take a look at that. The other one, uh, by buying a car, it's a good way to freeze your cost. The, the other way to do it is you can buy a used car. If you buy a used car, you can basically pay it off, you put a small amount of money, and then you don't have any car payments. So it's something to think about. Typically, if you drive a lot, you're better off owning an automobile. If, if, if you don't drive much, the leasing is a bigger advantage there. Something between driving and leasing. We tend to see retirees hold their cars a long time. Another interesting thing about cars right now, these cars – when I was growing up, if you got 100,000 miles off a car, wow, you just had driven that thing into the ground. These cars today are so – the quality is so good on them, the technology is so good, and the equipment is so – it has been so bulletproof that it, you can get 200,000 miles in, in an automobile. Uh, you know, And I'm not even going to tell you how much I had on what I'm having to replace now. I mean, it's just unbelievable. But So anyway – those are some thoughts. So cars last a lot longer than they did. The average age in the car today, believe it or not, is, is uh, around 10 years, a little over 10 years. So these cars last a long time. And that's something that's not well understood, and that means owning is a little better way to go. Awesome. We had a question for us. Go ahead. Yeah, yes. Uh, I took out my uh, – I'm 72 years old. I took out my RMD in January of this year, early January. I always do things early. I've heard that maybe you could put it back and not pay taxes on it. Is that correct, or do you know? Uh, there is there is a – you had 60 days. You took it off, so you passed that. Uh, there is – for for taking money out, uh, There you, you can put it back within three years here. So I think – I'm going to have to get an answer on this, but I think you can possibly take that out. But let me get you an answer on that. Uh, as well, uh, and, and, I, and I'll get uh, – if you will just drop me an email, 
at ted at ted at maxoutsavings.com. I'll get you an answer for sure. I think that might be possible, but because there is the coronavirus where you can take money out and you have three years to put the money back into the account, this is a special case. Uh, so you can take up to $100,000 out over three and then if you can put it back, you have three years to pay, the, over three years to pay the taxes, or you can put it back in. But let me get you an answer, but I think the answer is yes, but let me make sure on that. That's okay, an excellent I'll send question. You. All right, Ted, listen, thanks a lot. I'll, I'll listen to your show. You do a great job, and I'll send you an email. Thank you so much. Okay, okay thank bye. you. Some of these questions are fascinating. These are some of the best questions I've got on this in a long time. Uh, but th- but that's it. So you do have the three years to put the money back into the account. So I would tentatively say yes, but I want to iron that one out for sure. Uh, markets. Again, markets are very high in here. The markets appear to be breaking down. We, we've got a couple things going against us right now. Valuations, sc- the enormous amount of speculation in, in, in uh, particularly small cap, uh, speculative stocks, some in technology, huge amount of speculation. You've got the, the kind of the uh, another wave of the coronavirus sweeping the south now, and that's going to slow the recovery down and bring the V-shaped recovery into question to some extent. And then you've got the election coming up. Remember, if if we were running uh, Kim Jong-il of North Korea as president against Donald Trump, the media would somehow make it seem like Kim is coming ahead of Trump. And, and so, by the way, it, they do this to any election. They're always making it seem like a horse race. When Reagan, when Reagan Mondale, they made it seem like Mondale was just about was beating Reagan, and, then, and it was the biggest landslide in history. And so you're going to see the same thing. A lot of back and forth in here. And so institutions are looking. Uh oh, what if Biden wins? And they're going, Oh my God, this is not looking good at all. They're socialists. They're raising taxes. There's environmental getting rid of oil and gas. And so it's starting to frighten people. So you can see very volatile market. Uh, and I think it seems to be breaking down. We really have a little caution here. We put some hedges on, and, and so I think you've got to be cautious. Uh, again, we're going to – a couple things. If you're not on our free Max Out Savings Report, now's the time to go over to the website, maxoutsavings.com. This is completely, absolutely free. Just put, give us your email. We send out a month, uh, about once a month talking about a lot of these issues, talking about IRAs, uh, retirement savings. Yeah, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can also request an appointment. To, we can show you how we manage money at maxoutsavings.com to help you with your retirement. Remember our motto and philosophy to save aggressively, invest conservatively. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer.